What's up, everyone, and welcome to the first ever emergency podcast on the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. It is it has been a crazy day in New York sports, and Alex and I figured we'd have to come at you and give you our rapid thoughts and in some instances our firsthand experience. So, in all in the, in the same day, Alex. I mean, I don't know how your day went, but as soon as I got off work today literally as soon as i clocked out of work today two minutes before actually sam darnold gets traded to the jets but as that's happening i'm actually packed i'm literally ready to go drive to the bronx because i have tickets to the yankee stadium because the yankees are playing the al east leading baltimore orioles and not only that we also have the knicks and the nets going in the I don't know, quote unquote rivalry. Like it, it and then we didn't even mention the NCAA championship game. Like I, I be, it was a like all day today. I was like jittery thinking about uh, sports all day today. How was your day, man? Yo, what's good, John? Uh, yeah, emergency podcast for the Knicks, Jets, etc. We, you know, we have to get into it because of the Sam Darnold trade. But hey, man, as you pointed out, look, we, you and I were on two different uh, trajectories. Uh, we, you know, we all came like we were. You were going to the Yankee game. I was watching the Knicks game, facing the Brooklyn Nets. You know, Yankees kill. Nets, uh, Knicks lose to the Nets in another close battle. What happened? <laughs> what happened in that game? Tell me what happened in that game. Dude, it's – yo, we started off great, man. Like, ball movement, defense was all there. Kyrie killed us, so he dropped a 40-burger on us. But, mm. yo, Kyrie couldn't miss tonight, man. It was bang Dude, he could never – he's so good. Dude, he really is such an Allen Iverson. He's so he's better than Allen Iverson. It's crazy. He really is so dude, good, man. Let's put some respect on Allen Iverson's name, okay? Let's let's put. Yeah, some no, I'm saying, well, I'm saying, and Kyrie, they're both. I'm saying Kyrie's just amazing. Like he really yeah, is. No, but anyway, go dude, ahead. I, I love it. I love like I, I hate like I will. I appreciate watching Kyrie. I love his game. I love the way he can. Like, he just handles the ball. His yo, his body control is on another level, man. He can just get everyone off balance so easily, but. He was putting in work. You know, the Knicks had a good commanding lead for a while. They're up by like around 15 points for a good portion of the game. Once it comes to the third quarter, you know, third quarter of doom for the New York Knicks. We went from playing team basketball, playing stout defense to getting a lot of, giving a lot of turnovers off silly passes. And then it went to being the ISO game, like the ISO Randall game for part of the Mm. third, part of the D Rose game, chucking up shots. It was just bad, man. Just bad. And Tibbs' rotations just doing that hockey thing, like in the third, where the the starters just play for like eight minutes. Very robotic. He, yeah, yeah, very robotic. It was just it was just bad. Like we came back, you know, to make it competitive in the fourth quarter after we lost the lead. But it's just the same thing, man. It comes down to rebound, boxing out, and that's how we lose in a foul. Of course, they call it so, a foul for Jeff Green. To oh really? There was a there was a controversial foul. call at the end. No, it wasn't controversial. Uh, it was like he got hit in the face. It was a legit foul. Like mm. with three seconds left, we got the we got one more shot to make a to get a bucket. It was a, we drew up a play. Tibbs drew up a play for Julius Randle. It was a like 15 to 18 footer mid range around the the foul line. He had Kyrie on him, but you know I would have rather Tibbs drawn something up for Randle to either go all the way to the basket or just take the three a mid range two. Not, yeah. it's, not, it's not it's not terrible, but I don't know. I feel like go go driving in and try to draw the foul. Although the we know the refs don't like to give uh, the next foul calls, and uh, don't worry, part of that was on tonight in the first and second quarter. So that's what we that's had. so 
that that's a that was a nice little synopsis. Uh, I'll probably catch the replay uh, at some point uh, tonight. Literally just got back from the Yankee game, but it's so funny hearing you talk about. It. I I, heard, I was listening to some of it on the radio uh, on the way back. Uh, literally like the last play, so I didn't really know what the hell was going on. I was just listening um, to like <laughs> these people yelling, um, yeah. and then I heard the foul and stuff. I don't know what's going on, but it's so funny because it sounds like a typical Knicks game. Our point guard got exposed by the by the other point guard. We didn't get rebounds, and we we couldn't close out the game. And we had a bad third quarter. That's literally every single Knicks game. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, the, it's the recipe. It's the recipe, especially yeah. when we play really good teams. And the thing is, like, there was no James Harden tonight. There was no Kevin Durant tonight. Oh, Harden didn't play. I thought he was going to play. Harden did not play. Nah, he did not play. It was a last minute scratch. Uh, he wasn't on the uh, the injury report earlier today. Last minute scratch, calf injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you thought we had it, and then we have, <laughs> you know, seeing Marcus Aldridge out there uh, trying to defend, and I'm being yeah. generous when I say try. <laughs> it's it's a sight. He was a bucket though. Did he play well on offense? At least he played okay. He played okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he gave he's some a good bucket. Minutes. He gave some good minutes. You know, nothing too yeah. crazy. But yeah. at least you got to see the Yan- the Yankees kill. You know, we had. Uh, I know Stanton had a uh, had a killer homer. Did, uh, did Judge produce? <laughs> Dude, so again, roller coaster of emotions. Uh, like I, I, I really didn't even process like the the Darnold trade just happened. I'm like literally like scrambling to find someone to go to the game um, with and all this stuff. Like just oh man, it was all last minute work, whatever. Um, and so thank God, man. We've been saying it all year since the beginning of this podcast, especially. Thank God for the New York Yankees because they they for sure came through today. I was worried that you know the Knicks were gonna get blown out like we were talking about if you know they were all healthy. We had no idea who's gonna yeah. play up until like six p.m. Like when when I left the house, Harden was playing. So like, it's like I don't it's I don't know like we we had no idea who was, who was uh, gonna go in. So I was worried about you know that and then the Darnold trade and. You know, the Mets opening day, and, you know, they have DeGrom going on. They're going to murder, like, you know, hypothetically. So I was like, oh, you know, this is going to be tough. So let me go to the Yankee game. Beautiful day out. Jordan Montgomery on the mount. That's my boy. I love Jordan Montgomery. I've been preaching him for a while. He got injured. He sucked a little bit before the injury. He got injured. He just came back. He had a wonderful spring training. And, man, Yankee Stadium is quite empty. Like, as you, as you saw from my picture, it, mm-hmm. it is like, even with the, you know, got a little bit better as it, the night went on, especially because it was a beautiful night, but it was still kind of empty. The best part about that, though, is they could hear you. Like, they could hear me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially okay. when I was at the Philadelphia Knicks game, like, they, they okay. could hear, and like, I can hear people heckling Judge, like, behind, like, you know, in right field, like, in the beginning, whatever. So that, that's a cool thing. So I was cheering on Montgomery. F- all game. Uh, he had seven strikeouts. Uh, I that's, was counting that's, them. That's I, a beast. You know, dude, I was counting them for him out loud. Like, it, 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 was a good, it was a good time. It was a good time. So, at, you asked about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is the one that opened the floodgates, man. He had a home run. Um, really, like, killed it in RBI, too, with that. Obviously, got the walk. Everyone really produced today. It was really an opening for everyone. Like, LeMahieu had really good at-bats. Sanchez... Like he, he didn't produce on the offense and he did have that mishap behind the pop play, but he was fine. Like he, he hit the ball hard. He was fine. 
Same thing with Frazier. Like, he hit the ball fine. Didn't do whatever. But Hicks did well. And, of course, burying the lead, Giancarlo Stanton. Just, like, the best part about Yankee Stadium is it can be 20% capacity on a Monday night versus the Mm. Orioles. And... Stan hits that grand slam, or when Judge hit that too, because we were all kind of nervous because of the offensive drought. The stadium explodes, man. Like the flights start flickering. Like you know, like oh, it's oh, it was so good. So, man, I, I was the, the Yankees really had me on a high today. Um, felt really good to be back at Yankee Stadium. Uh, parked back at uh, my job, my parking lot for my job. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, it was just nice to be. Yeah, it was nice to be. It was just nice to be back, man. The, I was so happy. The Yankees really held it down for me. The pitching was great. Uh, Sessa came in, did amazing. Chapman, you know, didn't get the save, but he closed it out. Even Jay Bruce, like, was was fine. Like, didn't get the hit, but he was fine. Like, he got a couple walks. It, it was a nice. It was a nice day at the ballpark. Sanchez, I, he, he he got a strikeout, so he kind of went back to normal. His batting average is like back to normal. I guess that's the only negative of today. I want Clint Frazier to get back on back on track. Yeah, that that that. I mean, that that's really it. That's really it for the for the Yankee game. Kill it, seven nice, zero, baby. I'll take that all there you day. Oh yeah, seven zero, New York Yankees. Seven zero, seven strikeouts. Seven was yep. the number. And everyone was just freaking out. Why are we giving Stan a rest day? Why is Hicks at the oh top my of goodness. the lineup? Yo, dude, relax. I can't listen to that anymore. Oh my god, bro, I can't. Bro, like people, relax, man. It is four games into the season. We just finished one series, the first series of the season. We're going to the second one. Let's 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 keep it calm and let's just like wait for the the, the bulk of the season to come up. But John, we've been burying the lead for this entire podcast because you know why we're on here. No, I guess everyone who are who are Knicks fans, who are Yankee fans, you know, who listen to this podcast, they want to hear about it. Even though you sprinkle some Mets in with the groom, don't really care about the Mets on this side. But look, the big thing happened today, and you talked about it. Sam Darnold got traded to the Carolina Panthers. We was we got a six round pick this season, and we got a twenty and for twenty twenty two. Don't start it off like that, though. Those are here's the problem because Adam Schefter tweeted like that. I know, I know. It I feels know. it feels like a bad trade. So just like just like start off with I the know. high number and go down. Sure, fine, fine, fine. The only reason because it's this year. That's why I want to start with it. But I know, but that's why he did it, and it makes it seem like so bad it right like away. It's, it's a really good haul for Sam Darnold. Like ever, you know, it's a joke. Like here's a joke. Everyone's like, oh, we're we gonna get like a second rounder, and now if John, for John's liking, we got. 2022 second rounder, 2022 fourth rounder, and 2021 sixth rounder. We got three picks for Sam Darnold. That's insane. Including the second. Huh? So we got the second that everyone's we talking got the about. Second. We got the second and then some. We And then some, dude. And then some. Yo, was it? We got 21 picks with it between, between these two years? That's insane. First of all. Like, it's insane that we got so many picks and getting picks. I always say it doesn't really matter. You got to hit on those picks to make it worthwhile. But the fact that Joe Douglas is wheeling and dealing, just that's what you want to see out of a GM who can make what seems like nothing into something. But John, you know, this podcast where we are Sam Darnold, uh, staying, staying true aficionados. I know, man, we were, it felt like we were last of a dying breed, but I know we were, I know, but it seemed like retweets from like Damian Woody, uh, BT, 
you know, all these people. Out Even there Will Parkinson from uh, the Turn of the Jets podcast, he was he was on the Darnold bandwagon too. But he was kind of like us, like kind of like looking in the looking in his rearview mirror, like oh, I just I want Darnold, and it makes sense, but also like the Wilson hype is just like there's just too much smoke. It's too much smoke, man. And so you know, let's you know. I, I'm going to start off like this before we really get into what comes next. You know, I, I, I hope Sam Darnold has a really good career. You know, I want to see this kid succeed. It's uh, it sucks that he's got to go to a division again with Tom Brady into it. Like that's just, that's just that's just wild. But yo, he, he deserves that though. He doesn't deserve a free ride, bro. He deserves to be in Tom Brady's division. Yo, go. he needs to, he needs work. He needs to get that work in, but. I hope he has a good career. He gets to reunite with Robbie Anderson down there. He gets Christian McCaffrey. You know, he gets DJ Moore. He gets uh, Matt Rule, the port, the coach that we wanted up here, uh, or that the Jets stout defense, yeah, stout good, defensive line, stout defense. He's going into a system with some weapons and some coaching. Um, and you got uh, Joe Brady down there too, the quarterback coach. So, you know, he's now has the tools to become successful. And for the Panthers, you know, they got Teddy Bridgewater down there too. Doubt that Teddy Bridgewater is staying on that team. Doubt that he's even starting. Maybe he starts for a few games. If that, I think highly he's doubt it. No, I he's think definitely he's gone. Too. Yeah, he's definitely gone. I like. I'm just saying, like, maybe there's a small percentage chance, but it, you don't trade up this many assets just to have Sam Darnold on the bench. So he's starting. I think it's a good situation for Sam Darnold. I think it's he's a good reacclimation project, uh, just based on how we just did him dirty. In, uh, in New York, right? And I think this is just a chance for him to go on that Ryan Tannehill trajectory just to show that, hey, I am actually a good quarterback. And now we'll see what he actually has in the tank. And I, we, you and I see the talent, so we wouldn't be surprised if he starts to, uh, to do well um, in Carolina. What are your thoughts about the trade, though, from, that, from, from Darnold's perspective? Yeah, so from Darnold's perspective... I mean, we were kind of right. Like, literally last podcast, we were talking about Robbie Anderson and how Sam Donald would be such a great fit with him. And you know what? I'm kind of happy for Donald. I think he's going to be in a great situation. First of all, it's it's warmer, you know, in Carolina. That's, that's a plus for him. I think he's going to be reunited with Robbie Anderson, like you said. And he has a bunch of weapons, including Christian McCaffrey, who also West Coast College. You know what I mean? Just like Darnold, like he knows him. I think it's a great fit, man. I I, I think Darnold's going to have great games against uh, his division rivals. Like, not Tampa, whatever, of course, that's going to be fun, tough. But even the Saints, man, like those are going to be fun games uh, with Darnold. I I can't wait to watch him. Uh, I'm so happy it's not the Colts, (laughs) to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I I really am. But and and really and our second and third choices were right there with Denver. Also, uh, turns out that they were calling for him too in Carolina. So we were right on the money with that. So from Sam Darnold's perspective, I'm happy for him. New start. We didn't get the first round pick that we all were like, you know, dreaming of from our perspective. But he gave us a he gave us a second round pick. And then some, and we'll get into the hall, and he and he gets his extension. So, at the end of the day, it feels like everybody's happy. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of the 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 sentiment that we get from Joe Douglas is that everyone's happy. It was best for 
you know, both parties to like move on from each other. And as much as it hurt, like you, you could tell that it was not an easy decision for Joe Douglas, right? Took this long to mull over. Clearly there was something in the works because you just don't get three picks falling on your door in just one day. So for everyone. Yeah. And Steve every- Young, Steve Young came out. I mean, he, he was a BYU quarterback. So Steve Young's obviously connected to BYU. Literally a couple of days ago, he came out. He said the Jets basically committed to Zach Wilson. So, I mean, yeah. you're right. Like, it, it's, there, it, it, it's been building. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, what happened at this point is that Joe Douglas and everyone internally, you know, it was uh, according to Rich Semini. Uh, ESPN, it, Salah was hot, was on the Darnold train. Like he could have worked with Darnold. Joe Douglas was kind of saying, let's go this direction. It seems Dar- Douglas was more so in on the Wilson train than it was uh, Darnold, obviously, because he's the one that makes the final decision at the end and got Salah to come on to it. So we see that it was just like a long internal discussion of like how they wanted to move. That's all I'm saying. So for everyone who was just clamoring like, well, how come they didn't trade now? Well, there goes another suitor for San Francisco. Da, da, da. It's like, come on. Okay, guys. Like, there's stuff in the works still, like, relax. This is how business works. No one's, you know, maybe they were still earlier when we had the Deshaun Watson, the Russell Wilson. Like, they're trying to mull over every decision, answering phones, trying to get as much information as they can before they can make a decision. Nothing happens within a day. Okay. Nothing happens within a day. That's all I wanted to get through on that. So, John, let's move to the, the Jet side of this, right? Where do you want to go with this first? Do you want to talk about the hall? Do you want to talk about the presumptive Zach Wilson now that going into no, it? No, we'll, no, no, we'll save, we'll save, let's save Zach Wilson for the end. Let's talk, let's talk about the hall. And before we get into it, let me ask you a, a quick preliminary question. Do you think that, cause like from our perspective, the hall for uh, San Francisco to move up was kind of small. Do you think that the, um, the actual market for the second round pick just wasn't there because they didn't even call the Jets, apparently, according to sources. So do you think that, like, it's just cost too much to go up to the second pick? So there was no even trade down scenario. And interesting news, you know, you know, now that we come to think about it all today, Atlanta and Carolina today were talking about wanting to trade down. The reports came out of that today. And those are the... Th- only two teams that I wanted to trade down from with the Jets so that they could drive Zach Wilson. So, you know, when you, when you go back and you think about it, it's kind of all coming together. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it does come. It all comes together where if they're not looking to move up to get a quarterback, then the market for trading the second rounder wasn't necessarily there once other teams were decisive of just not moving on from their quarterbacks, right? But do you think More like it costs too much? Like, cause like we want a first round pick for Darnold, like all this stuff. Like, do you think we're asking too much? Like, uh, we have like reports of GMs laughing at us. Like, they're asking, you know, it, do, do you think, think that's I, the case or no? If it's a two quarterback draft, I don't think you're asking for too much. You know, you're going up from the third. The third doesn't necessarily guarantee you the player that you want. The second guarantees you at least somebody that you want. The first, obviously, first overall pick. We know what that's. What was, what was Chicago's? Trade up scenario. How much did they give up? Did they give, it was, it was it? well. It was it was uh, Fuller and Akeem Hicks, who they both cut. And off the top of my head, three first round picks this year and like two in the next two years. No, first. but I'm talking about when they moved up for um, Trubisky. Trubisky. What was that? What was that? Package? Uh, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but it was it was it was a couple first round picks. 
So that's what I'm saying, right? If it's from a third to go up, right? If it's a couple first rounders, and we can verify this just to make sure. But if it was a, a few first rounders just to go from, what was it? Like third to second, just to get your guy where they'd even need to do that. Then I don't think you're asking too much if you're trying to get someone from the Falcons, getting, the, getting them to move up. For the Panthers, it would have cost a lot. You know what I mean? Because you're going, you're dropping further down. Um, oh, dude, it was the 49ers trade the number two pick for the Bears, number three, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a third rounder. That's a good to move back. One spot. One spot. I think that's how much, that's what they did for Trubisky. I think that's a lot still, just to move back. Yeah, and obviously they weren't going to draft Trubisky, man. And they weren't going to draft Nobody's going to draft Trubisky, dude. So, but, that, <laughs> but even still moving up, right? Think about that cost to move up. I don't think, like, what, what Sam Fran. That's a lot. That's a lot, well, honestly. It's a lot just to move up one spot. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're asking for the Falcons or the Panthers to move up, it's, it's not unreasonable. They're laughing because they're like, yo, we can't even afford that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we I wanted, I wanted the Falcons. That. I wanted the Falcons second and third round pick for the, the two, the two, uh, pick swap. Mm. No, that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice. That would, be, that yeah. would have been nice. But yeah, it was too much for these teams to move up. So it made sense why the market wasn't there. And when you have mm-hmm. Sam Fran, Sam Fran essentially just, Less they kind of put the, the Jets on the clock, man. They kind of put the Jets yeah, like in in, in, the in the hot seat, right? They were just like, yeah, yo, listen. It's like it's like if your neighbor, if like you're living in like a, a very like ritzy <laughs> neighborhood, right? And your neighbor sells their home for like a third of the cost, then you're just like, yo, you just dropped the value of all of our homes. What what are you doing here, right? On the real estate market. And that's essentially what just happened when Sam Fran uh traded with um the Dolphins. They just you just lower the value of like what that second rounder was, and then teams are like, "Yo, if we if that's what it costs for the third, it can't cost that." They're thinking it can't cost that much more for the first, but it all depends on the position you're coming from, right? If you're coming from like Carolina, it's a lot it's a lot more picks you have to offer up. Yeah, um, yeah. And for them, it so, just makes sense to go get Darnold if you're going to offer those type of picks. Then I think Darnold's a great move, man. I think Darnold's I think, a great move. I think it's them. a really I think it's a yeah. really good move for Carolina. Um, Instead of instead of trading up, I think that's way I think it's smart, and I think it's smart for Atlanta to trade down, to try to get Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whoever falls to them. I think that'd be uh, a smart. If I were them, that's what I would do because they're in cap hell with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones anyway. But anyway, getting back to the Jets. So here we are, man. Here we are. We are sitting here, Darrell Rivas days away from the draft as we record this, <laughs> and. Things are things are starting to be very very clear. So we have the number two pick. It's going to be a quarterback. We have the number twenty three pick. That's in the first round, and then we have the second round, thirty four. We got two third rounds. We got a fourth round. We got two fifths. And Alex, as we mentioned, Joe Douglas is still trying to take over the world with the six round picks. We got two six round picks this year. All right, and next year. Just while we're on the topic, we got two firsts, two seconds, a third, a fourth, two fifths, two sixths, three sixths, and a seventh. So talk about rebuild. I mean, insane. 
Yeah, Dang like it. the one thing the one thing is like I feel like you know when I mean I'll give you an example, like a real a real a real life you know, real time example. Right now I I hit something with my uh back right tire, uh like a curb last September. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a gash in it. I've been like doing service calls with my car is annoying because there's not that many around here and it's just hard to get to. Okay. So what I've been doing, Alex, is I've been putting air in every time it goes low. In the beginning, it goes no problem, like once a month. And then it became like every two weeks. Now it's literally every two days. I have an appointment on Saturday. Don't worry. But finally, I'm pulling the plug and I'm finally switching it. And like that's what that's what it is, and I feel like that's how the Jets looked at it. Like we could keep putting air in the Sam Darnold tire, and we, we can keep trying to get him to you know be be par. You know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna we're gonna inflate the tire. He's gonna be really good for a couple games, but then he's gonna deflate for a couple games. He might be really bad. And then we could you know we could reinflate him. You know, have a nice meeting. It'll be all good. And then we don't know. And then he's eventually like the tire is gonna die out. It needs to change. So mm-hmm. what they're doing or like. Maybe they could patch it up. It's possible. You know what I mean? I, it is really possible that I go on Saturday and they patch it up because it, the gash is like it's not on the actual tire. It's on the outside. So, like, you know, it, it feels like a really good – I was, like, really thinking about it. It really feels like this analogy. And instead, they're like, you know what? And they made the appointment today. They're like, you know what? We got a good deal for this tire, and we're going to change Sam Darnold out for presumptively Zach Wilson. I'm upset we're losing Sam, and I'm, I'll let you go. Uh, before I get into like how I overall feel about this whole trade, but everybody wants us to get a second rounder. Everyone said if you can get a second rounder for Sam, you win. You're gonna get the that's a huge win. All this stuff. We got a second rounder plus a fourth, plus a six, which is I don't know what I don't know what in the world John Douglas sees in this six round. But it, honestly, it might be a kicker because like we need a kicker, and there's like two or three nice kickers coming out of college this year. Uh, two from the state of Florida, so maybe one of those six is going to go to them. That's fine, you know what I mean. So like maybe that's what he's thinking. So anyway, um, I think it's a good haul. But like, what, what's your what's your opinion from the Jet side? Um, and then we'll we'll uh, we can try to wrap this uh, emergency pod up uh, after that. I'll just give my final thoughts on uh, on the Darnold, like just like on Darnold, you know, his tenure, I guess, with the Jets, and then. Not to bury the lead again, but we have a BYU guy coming on, uh, you know, this week for the pod. So it's it's pretty good timing. Really is good timing. Uh, we won't get too much into Zach Wilson. I mean, he's the presumptive uh, quarterback. I mean, on the la- on the most current pod, I said I'd rather have Justin Fields, but it depends on if the Jets want to trade back to get him because Zach Wilson has just got a lot of hype right now uh, around him. So. It seems like Joe Douglas was wowed. I mean, they were both there for pro day. You know, they had, they said, uh, you know, the fact that Sam Fran didn't call the Jets, maybe there was some intel, like some side discussion that, look, we're planning on potentially taking a quarterback. It's not up for sale. Who the hell knows? I don't know. That, I'm just throwing those things out there. We, we, we don't know. We don't know if it was being discussed or not. I would expect Joe Douglas to take calls as he's been taking calls for everyone and everything. So nothing would shock me. Um, but for the Jets side, it's a great haul, man. Like 
we got more than what we expected. Everyone's just thinking, oh, if we get a second rounder, that's all we're going to get. Where's the second rounder coming from? Well, we got the second rounder. And as you said, then some. So we got three picks for a guy who, through his time as a New York Jet, uh, his best season was going seven and nine with Adam Gase, which I find to be a major accomplishment. Because if you can at least win seven games with Gase, that means you're not that bad of a quarterback with very limited weapons. Uh, and somehow every single year, his weapons progressively got worse and worse and worse. Whether it was the offensive line, whether it was the wide receiver crew, whether it was the running back situation, you name it, kept getting worse. And this past season was the creme de la creme of just being absolute crap. Uh, Joe Douglas made a good business decision in getting these picks, you know? I get it. We, we talk about it's the, it's the financial aspect of the quarterback. You want someone on a rookie deal, although I don't necessarily think that's the worst issue. But because of COVID, the salary cap numbers are all inflated for the upcoming seasons, right? So I get it. Uh, from a business standpoint, it makes sense. Start off fresh. Try to get a young face in here. So forth. I totally get it. It's not, it's not the worst thing, but... I, I it's it sucks because we see the talent in Sam. We know that it's there. We just wish that as like I guess a fan base that always is looking to just like turn on a quarterback when they haven't been successful and always looking for the new bright shiny toy. Um I just wish that we could have like a little bit of patience that I don't know Sam Fran had with Alex Smith or maybe that Miami Dolphin fans wish they had with uh Ryan Tannehill, you know. That's all I want. Like, I, I would like for once, and we're still early into Joe Douglas' career, and I want to touch on that before we get out with my closing remarks on JD. Actually, screw it. I'm going to do it right now. Here's my thing. I wish we kept Sam Darnold. I know. I understand. I think he's going to have a good career. I think he'd be a fine quarterback. Very hard to find these transcendent quarterbacks that are Pat Mahomes and all this type of level. And I'm still not – so like – the Mormon Mahomes that is Zach Wilson, I am not fully sold that he is going to be some next-generation quarterback that he's being made out to be. He's just a really good prospect. We've had this thing before. If, Like I said, I see his ceiling as a Matt Ryan, which I would take a Matt Ryan in New York Jets too. It's a very good career, but he's not – you know, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's gotten you to one. Um So as we discussed, we call Justin Fields like another Cam Newton. He's been to one Super Bowl and hasn't won one. You know, so I don't like, I just dislike this overhype where everyone's getting these imaginations. Like this, someone's going to take him to the promised land. If he's successful, he's successful, but I'm not expecting a promised land. It's very tough as we see. My thing with this about Joe Douglas now is that he has now put himself in a hot seat. Okay. He has to make this pick. He could have lived with Sam Darnold, but like kick it down the road for a few more years. We'll see what happens. This is not my yeah. quarterback. We'll try to mm-hmm. we'll try to work him up, see what we can get out of him. If it's not, then I will find the guy that is next that will precede Darnold. He has already accelerated that process. Now his ass is actually on the line. Mm-hmm. For all you Joe Douglas fans out there, you better hope this hits. Because if this doesn't hit, That's I don't me. care how I I don't I don't care how long that six year is six year contract doesn't mean shit. Because if he if it fails. He's out. You're no, three years again. He has three years now. That six-year contract doesn't exist. He's got three years if he drafts Zach Wilson to get something going. If by the third year, 
it's meh and we're not seeing anything tangible. And I'm just going to say Zach Wilson because everyone's saying Zach Wilson. You know, if we draft Zach Wilson, we're not getting anything, man. Don't expect Joe Douglas to come back. And unless, like, there's some otherworldly talent on the team from, like, at multiple positions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. We've been talking about that for a while. And, I, you know, I, I remember, like, bringing that up specifically. But the more I think about it, man, in, in this scenario, if Sam Darnold sucked this year and Zach Wilson was halfway decent – and we didn't have a prospect coming out of college coming up. Like the guy, they're okay. There's some guys coming up, okay, like the correct UNC, et cetera. There's some guys that are nice. Um, but if, you know, if they didn't pan out or, you know, if we still have to wait for them and there's no veteran coming and Zach Wilson's okay, he probably has like a year and a half to two years. You know what I mean? And it's, it's probably even shorter. So for him, it's probably, it's a calculated risk, of course, but also everybody's saying that Zach Wilson's going to be good. You know what I mean? So he's not even, it's not, he's not really like, uh, being very bold here. You know what I mean? He's not trading up for Sam Dar, you know, for, you know, for Wilson. He's not trading up for Mark Sanchez. He's not doing any of that. He's, you know, everyone is wowed by this guy. Everyone says that Sam Darnold stinks. Everyone says we should get like a sixth round pick for him, right? That was like the latest news that came out or something like that, like a fifth rounder and accept it. So he got, he, he got his haul. I don't know. My thing is that like it's a catch twenty two then right it's a, it's like you're damned if you do if you're damned if you don't um who you can I mean, Bar- I mean Al- Alan on had that set up perfectly with that yeah he, no, he I mean he had this perfectly right. this week he's absolutely right and I heard that too no he's absolutely right it's like if Sam Darnold goes and be successful and Zach Wilson isn't what the hell if Zach Wilson is successful and you kept Darnold what the hell you hope that both of them do well and you're like. Yeah, we came out even. You know, we could have gone either way. Um, or you like, if you're Joe, like, I get it, I get that aspect. But the thing is that you are tying yourself. We've seen it so many times. It was with Mike Tannenbaum with Mark Sanchez. It was John Idzik with Geno Smith. You know, we see. You know, granted, Mac got kicked before Donald even could do anything. But it does. It's 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 like this around the NFL, man. You're you're tied to the quarterback that you draft, and you hope to make it work. Like we've seen quarterbacks like Tony Romo, who like you know they tried for so long to get him going, right? And it's not saying. I guess it's just like you. You could have tried that with Darnold, and see and saw what happened. This is just an accelerated process, in my opinion, where you are making. I get it. It's like you are at, you have the second over pick or you could have, the the other option is like, well, just because everyone's saying that he looks good, you can't just listen to everyone that's saying you you have your own talent evaluators too. You have your own set of eyes. Like, yes, you listen to them. You, you weigh everything that they see that you may not see, but you have to make that evaluation in the end. That's, that's just my point. So overall, just let, let like this is it. How do you feel about the trade? Like, what do you have like a characteristic that you feel? Meh. An emotion. <laughs> you feel meh about it. That's fine. You know what I'm saying. Meh, meh is fine. I feel meh. Like I'm not. I'm not happy about like, the haul. It's like the haul's good. I know who's coming now, and honestly, like, as a fan, 
Your, your anxiety is a little, a little uh, settled. It's not, even, it's not even anxiety. It's just I'm. I want to see this team move forward. Now we're just setting it like you. We're the the baseline is that we're setting it back another three years for to watch a quarterback develop. How many times have we done this already to watch a quarterback develop? We we did it with Mark Sanchez. We did it with Geno Smith. We had a very Jeez. brief stint of Fitzmagic, and now we went yeah. to Sam Darnold. I mean, and I think we're going to be better than last year. I think we'll be better than last year just because of Salah and the defense alone. I think that will carry. But the thing with me is that, you know, I'm meh right now just because it's instant. But I need to see how the draft turns out. Are we drafting O-linemen? Are we just giving Zach Wilson the same? Like, I hope we add somebody else to the line because if of we're just giving we Zach Wilson the same are. thing that we, that we gave Darnold last season, it means absolutely nothing. Well, of course because we are. Yeah, so. Okay, that's fair. I, I guess how, are you, my, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? I guess my reaction is, at first I was heart, I was like shocked, heartbroken, felt bamboozled, but not really, you know. I, I mean, I, I'm with everyone. Everyone freaked out at me right away. My phone blew up because it said six-round pick at first, so I, I freaked out. But at the end of the day, I agree with you that, like, I, I mean – you, you didn't agree that your anxiety went down, but my anxiety went down because, and I agree with you, we like know what's going to happen now. So it kind of puts me a little bit at ease. You know what I mean? It, it does make me feel a little bit better. It makes me feel better about the Jets' evaluation going forward. I think they wanted to figure it all out right now and give themselves a month to figure out the rest of the draft because this is all they've been worried about. And they really couldn't move forward until they got through this like brick wall. Um. But like you, like you mentioned, man, I'm not going to put the other two guys that you mentioned, but I'm going to say Sanchez. I'm going to put Pennington and then Sanchez and then now Darnold. The three biggest quarterbacks, I guess, with promise that were supposed to like be the saviors of my Jets, right, during, uh, during my like lifetime. Um, and now we have Zach Wilson, so... It's just tough, man. Like I, I, I've been to so many. I, I've just like I, I watched Darnold. I feel like I've watched Darnold grow up in the weirdest way. Uh, from USC, I wanted him so bad. Like I thought he was the best quarterback. I thought there was no chance we were getting him. I was talking about Baker Mayfield, or to be honest with everyone, Josh Rosen. Th- those are the two guys that I thought were were really good. Um, I, I I love Lamar Jackson as well. Um, especially because I watch a lot of those. Uh, Louisville games and I was a big fan so I just thought there was no way we were getting Darnold and once we got Darnold and he fell and the Giants picked Saquon Barkley I'll never forget it I was at a bar my brother even like went in and stood with me like it's crazy it was, it, was, it, was, it was having a video like it was a crazy moment I thought like he was a savior man and it really sucks that he's not and he did show a lot of promise so you know not to be repetitive and you know to elongate it but Shout out to Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. Uh, it sucks that he's not going to be a good quarterback on the Jets. Uh, I think he's going to be a good quarterback on Carolina. And I'm 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 cautiously optimistic, man. I'm ready to go with Zach Wilson. I really am. Like I'm not like I'm not ready to turn the page just yet. Like I'm still getting over my breakup, uh, which uh, which Dar- which uh, Uncle Joe, you know. Said I needed finally, and he finally just did it. <laughs> um, 
So we're going to be watching Zach Wilson tape with a little different eye uh, the next coming week. I'm excited for our BYU interview. Um, should be fun. Get some more insight on Zach Wilson. Um, maybe tell us what to watch for on tape. Things that we miss. Things that obviously we're not paying attention to. Asking about the captain stuff. It'll be fun. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, man. It was it, it was a overall great haul, and it was an overall great day for New York City sports, especially because the Mets lost too. It's been overall fantastic. <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. Nah, to, like, I, like, look, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I'm, like, I'm gonna root for Zach Wilson if he's on this team. It's more so the fact that, and I'll just keep saying this. Like, I just dislike the, the hype, man. It's just like a lot of hype, and I think a lot of fans are creating this expectation of this, like, Super Bowl winning quarterback within like three years, like a Russell Wilson, and I just find that to be a little unrealistic. Like, if we're a competing team in that time period, I'll be happy. Like, it's nothing against the kid. I think the kid's talented. I think he has a really good arm. I think he's pretty accurate. I think he shows a lot. He, there's a lot of promise there. But I don't, like, for me right now, I don't see the the major upgrade. But in Joe Douglas, we trust. This is a JD stand podcast. So if he sees something, he sees something, we'll be behind it. Um, so far, his draft yeah. has been pretty good. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Hopefully, that if it's, I'm just saying Zach Wilson because I feel like it's just a done deal at this point. Like, we'll see. We have an Ohio State guy coming on too, so we'll 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 get to it all, man. We'll get to it all. That's a fact. And That's uh, a fact. I'm just kidding, Metropolitans. You know I love you. <laughs> That's right. John loves you. Now let's keep it that way. <laughs> to all my fans. Uh, all my Met fan friends out there, don't worry. We understand the struggle. We're Jets fans too, and we're Knicks fans, so we all get it. We all, we all get it. We all get it. Uh, yeah, but that better wraps I, it up, man. For our emergency pod, dude, we just had to get it out there. It was a crazy day in New York sports, uh, like especially that I was at the Yankee game, and I kind of wanted the the Knicks synopsis also, and it was nice to get it live uh, on the on the on the pod recorder. Um, and then we had to get the we had to get the Sam. I need to. Get Alex's take on the Sam Darnold trade, man. I need, I need, I needed to 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 hear some wisdom to to get my anxiety down. I needed all that tonight. We need, we needed to talk about the Sam Darnold trade. It was, it's too big of a thing not to talk about. I will say this though before parting words. Um, uh, JB Smoove. There's only one man in that photo now that's left on this team. Chris Herndon. <laughs> Classic. Chris Herndon somehow survived it all. He is the chosen one. <laughs> we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Not if we do something insane and get Kyle Pitts. We'll like, right. trade up and do something dumb. So we'll see. Chris Herndon's like, yo, send me to Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He does not want to be in Carolina. Oh, he needs man. a fresh start as well. Everyone needs a fresh start from that whole class. And actually, one more thing. One more thing to wrap it up. And then, and then we'll get out of here, John. Shout out to shout out to my guy, uh, homie from kindergarten, well, first grade to be exact. We get into a boy, Steve. We went to elementary school together, middle school together, high school together, college together. We we're a roommate for three out of four years in college. Sent me a text today saying, "This is this is all the first rounders just to just to top the cherry off of Jets fandom since 2010." 
2011, Muhammad Wilkerson, cut. 2012, Quentin Coples, cut. D. Milner, 2013, cut. Sheldon Richardson, traded. 2014, Calvin Pryor, traded. Leonard Williams, 2015, traded. Darren Lee, 2016, traded. Jamal Adams, 2017, traded. Sam Darnold, 2018, traded. Now, 2019, it's Quentin, Qu- Quentin Williams. And then 2020, we got Becton. Got Becton. So. Jesus. That was honestly the worst. That was the worst way for this podcast to possibly end. I just um, had to put it out there, man. That was the worst. It, because not only – because, like, all I'm thinking about is that plus – our luck with second round picks. That means we haven't drafted. We're good with second round now. JD got Denzel Mims. He's fine. I'm just so, saying. Yeah, I'm just saying that's in the last less the last year. No, but I think I think the reason I wanted to end it like that is to understand as a Jets fan why it is so. Like why we're like why I can't be like like I'm like I'm cautiously optimistic with you, but it's so hard for me to get on this hype that everyone's on. Like we're we've been so great at drafting. Yeah. We've been so great at keeping our first rounders. We've been so great at doing all these things. It's like we're always asking for something new and a reset. And it's just like we've been resetting for so long. And so that's just the way I want to end. But on a good note, New York City, as you pointed out, John, today. It was a great day for sports. Great day for sports. We had the Nets, yeah, but yeah. We had the Nets Knicks, Mets, Yankees, uh, Jets make a trade. Giants fans are just talking about how Darnold is moving on and all this other stuff. Yeah. Dude, but yeah, I mean, the fact that the Jets have cut all those first round picks and we can't draft a second round pick besides Denzel Mims and David Harris. Tough look, tough look. We'll get to it all on Wednesday. Absolutely. Drops Friday. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in for the emergency podcast of the Knicks, Jets, etc. Uh, pod. This is a kind of a combo of all of our three sports, so it's not really a specific one like anything else. But thank you all for tuning in again. Please make sure to leave us a five-star review and to leave a comment. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we are available on all listening platforms, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play, you name it, we are there. Even Amazon Alexa, we are there too. All right? On top of that, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure to interact with John and I on Twitter as well. That's where we're for most of the time. Uh, you can add us, DM us. I think, John, I don't know how you feel about DM, but I'm going to throw it out there. If you want to talk to us, talk to us. Uh, we love talking sports, man. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. We'll catch you later, everyone. Catch you later for the next podcast. Later this week, we've got the BYU man coming on to talk about Zach Wilson, who will be presumptively our quarterback in the future. Let's go, Knicks. Let's go, Jets. And let's go, Yankees. What a pod, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go, Yankees.